What's up, everybody? Troy Cartwright here. Before we get started with this week's episode of Ten Year Town, I wanted to take a quick second and say thank you to everybody who has been supporting this podcast so far. If you could leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts um, and just make sure you're subscribed and following us on Apple or Spotify or YouTube, wherever you listen, we appreciate you. Without further ado, here is episode four of Ten Year Town. Today on the pod, we have my friend and fellow Texan, Tranny Anderson. Tranny has had her songs cut by many major artists such as Reba McIntyre, Dan and Shay, Nate Smith, Megan Trainer, and more. Tranny's first number one song came earlier this year with Lainey Wilson's huge hit, Heart Like a Truck. Today we talk about Tranny's journey from starting her own dog sitting business so she could write every day at 11, to wishing she could tell her 22-year-old self to just chill out a little bit. She's a wealth of knowledge on how to plan for success, and also, she is really good at golf. Please welcome Tranny Anderson. This is like having a cup of coffee mm-hmm. with somebody. Like, I, this is what I would tell them. Exactly. Then that's that's basically what this is. That's actually, yeah. I should start telling people that. Dang. <laughs> um, so first, you know, and think of this, it's just, we're just having a conversation. So I'll ask you some questions, but... I always started off with the same question, which is, how long have you been in town? It'll be eight years in July. Wow. Eight years. Mm-hmm. So probably it will have passed eight years by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it ever, no, it'll come out. <laughs> oh, I'm it's not sure come when, out. but I'm it's not coming. worried about that with you. Um, where did you move from? Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas. Shiplap Capital, USA. <laughs> Shiplap? <laughs> yeah, there, are, isn't that like Chip and Joanna Gaines' whole thing is like <laughs> just shiplap backsplashes? Absolutely. So Waco's really come a long way in the last. I'm just I'm glad it's years. known for that for you more mm. than well, Colt Town, USA. That I think is the other thing you could have said. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked before. My whole family, besides me, went to Baylor. Right. So I'm very familiar with Waco. So we don't talk about we don't talk about yeah the Colt. Right. Right. This is a long time ago now. What made you decide to move to Nashville? I think probably what makes a lot of people decide to move here if they're a creative. I just was in a smaller town Mm -hmm. and I had a low ceiling on what I could do there. Yeah. Um, And so when I started writing songs at a really young age, I knew, well, I had a couple of people in my life, which I'm happy to extrapolate on that too, but I had a couple of people in my life that told me early on about Nashville and that okay. I could be a songwriter for a living. Like and that, that so, was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like 12 and I knew that. Um, oh, dang. Yeah. And, nice. and so <laughs> I didn't know what my path to get there was, mm. but I knew, I knew that I wanted to go to college for me personally. That was a good choice. Yeah. Um, and I knew that immediately after I graduated, I was going to move to Nashville and pursue a career what in songwriting. Did you, what did you study in college? Entrepreneurship. Okay. Pretty good. So I actually use it. And I yeah. I used to own a business too that I sold a couple of years ago. Okay. Which I don't know if you remember that about me. I did um, not know that. That I used to own a dog sitting company. No. You never knew that? I never knew I that. I never told you about that? No. That's funny. Um, I owned it for like five years. 
That's pretty lucrative. Yeah. I got two dogs. Yeah. It ain't cheap. No. When I go out of town, it's like, it's just like another thing to add to the budget. Yeah. Well, and in, in my company that um, I started was targeted towards country artists that tour too. So it's, wow. it's called, I mean, it's still around. There's somebody else owns it now. Her name's Carly Schmidt. Holy um, but it's called Pup Stars. Okay. And so dog sitting for the stars, wow. you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that. Yeah. And so. What made you decide, I mean, we're on a tangent here, but why did you, was it just too much to deal with? Like, is that why yeah. you wanted to sell it? I mean, my whole life, I have always taken on more than I should. Mm-hmm. Um, Relatable. Like, yeah. I mean, since I was a little kid, I was on this team and that team and had this hobby and I did that thing. And like in high school and college, I was the same way. I was like vice president of this, president of that. Yeah. And which was great. And I learned a lot from that. But in my adult life, I really wanted to focus in as much as I could on just songwriting. Yeah. And like really prioritize. And so the company grew to a size where it was, it was taking a good amount of my time and energy and I was on the clock for it all the time. Mm -hmm. So I knew once I like didn't financially need it anymore, I I wanted to, it was time pass it off (laughs) to the, to the right. Yeah. To the right person. Yeah. That's incredible. I I, know. I never knew that. Yeah. Or maybe you told me and I forgot. That's also very possible. It got, that's what got Um, my foot in the door in the music industry too. So it's like a part of my story for sure. Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. So you're like, all right, moving to Nashville. Mm -hmm. Where'd you go? You know, like (laughs) what was your first stop? I had, I had done a little groundwork. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't have it figured out at all, but I, while I was going to Baylor during the summers, um, I interned for a small label and publishing company one summer. Um, And I would just make trips here, not even really to co-write as much as just to take meetings and learn as much as I could and make sure that I wanted to move here. (laughs) Sure. And um, I I knew very quickly that I did want to. To do this, but I, yeah. yeah, So I laid a little groundwork and had a few friends here, Um, and also while I was going to Baylor, there there was a girl that was in my sorority who was from Nashville, and I had lived with her family that summer. They let me stay with them, yeah, and um, absolutely a god thing. I'll never understand why they offered this to me, but they, they right before I moved to Nashville, they said, "Hey, do you want to?" try living with us for a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you had a, like a, like I had a free a place. place to stay, which yeah. my gosh, like that doesn't happen. And I realized that. And I realized that that was like God's favor and blessing in my life to yeah. like start my Nashville story <laughs> off that way. Absolutely. Um, but it's funny. I didn't, I, I lived there, but I didn't really live there because I started dog sitting so much as soon as I moved here that I really, and you were just going to people's houses. And yeah. I mean, I, I just, I lived like a gypsy for yeah. a couple years. Wow. Yeah. And were you, were you like writing songs at this? You, it sounds yeah. like you were writing songs kind of since you could like at a young yeah. age. So I'll, I'll explain that. Like I, I moved to Nashville 
knowing that I was going to have to work a lot of random jobs that I didn't want to, to make it work and like try to create enough flexibility in my day to focus on writing songs at 11 a.m. every day when everyone who's serious about it is writing. Yeah. And so that's harder said than done Mm -hmm. or easier said than done. I mean, um, because, you know, if you take a day job, you're really only available at night to write at night. And people do that. It's just from what I know, it's just a little tougher to break into the right circles that way. Yeah. And I think, I think that we know now, you know, you'll, you'll rip a, a weekend or a night, right? Every now and then, but, yeah. but the best rights are, it's rare. 11 on a Tuesday. Absolutely. That's where the gold is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like, and that's when, you know, most people that are doing it full time are writing then. So right. that, and that's the circle you ideally want yeah. to network yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew that coming to town, I knew that that was the goal. And so for me, I wasn't looking for that nine to five. I was looking for flexible work and dog sitting. Like I had got enough dog sitting work that it was paying my bills and giving me a place to stay. And it kept me flexible and I was able to write at 11 pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's (laughs) so cool. I, uh, did you know that I, I walked dogs in college? No. Yeah. I was a professional dog walker. Oh my gosh. I relate hard to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was in Boston. So it was like the three or four at a time. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a great, it was honestly, I tell people this all the time and I mean it, it was the best job I ever had. I like, get that. It wasn't my dream to walk dogs, but in terms of show up, this little creature, it's just absolutely stoked <laughs> to see you. You walk around. I mean, it was good. It's the best because you don't have to entertain the dog. You don't have to talk to the dog. Right, right. You know, I mean, like it just loves you, you. Get, you get unconditional love mm-hmm. for minimal effort, <laughs> and it's the best. you get to go outside and have a nice walk and be in your own head and be thinking of something creative. That was where I studied like songwriting the most. Was that was that job for me? I would listen to like three records a day, just walking yeah, around Boston. And, I, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, and yeah, so I, I relate to that. I love that we share that we bond. do i love that <laughs> how did you start to kind of break into the i don't know the scene like did you catch a yeah catch a break somewhere along the way what i mean i think you know this as well as i do when you when you get here it seems really overwhelming it yeah. seems like everyone and their mom is a songwriter in town which maybe that's true but like once you get a couple months into it you kind of realize that it's a smaller community mm-hmm. than you might guess and so i think it's initially what i did um do you remember the yep page oh yeah and yep is still going strong they're such an awesome thing to get involved in when you move to nashville yeah or even before um just to kind of follow that young entertainment professionals page yep. and just kind of see who's posting on it. Um, It's a great place to meet people. So the second day that I lived in Nashville, I posted on it. I posted a song I wrote and I said, Uh Hey, my name's Tranny. I just moved here from Texas. Uh, I'm, I don't know that many people and I would love to start getting some co-writes on my calendar and coffee with anyone who could possibly want to have coffee with me. And so 
I, I posted that. I got probably like 30, 40 comments on it. Um, was there anybody? Which was great. Was there anybody that commented that you ended up meeting up with that you still write with? Today? Like, well, n- not necessarily that I still write with today, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I made a connection with every single person that commented. Yeah, that's because um, so cool. I made it my full time job to meet people. Yeah, and to write songs with them, even if they were turds of songs, which sure. you're gonna write hundreds of turds of songs. When you move here, it's just like part of the process. No doubt. 90% and, uh, fertilizer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way good, to say it. But 90%, it. yeah, it's just. Fertili- but fertilizer makes everything else grow. We need fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, those first couple of months were really, yep, page rights that yeah. um, I tried out. And then and any of the ones that went well... Like there was a girl named Lucy Scholl that I met mm-hmm. and that write went well. And she was like, hey, you should write with my friend Daniel and you should write with this person and that person. And I got like four new co-writes just by taking a chance on that one yeah. co-write on the Yup page. And then that turned into, oh, okay, now I like wrote 10 songs with Daniel and he's pulling me in with his other buddies that have publishing deals. Right. And so... It's like the spider web effect, I guess. It's like Yeah, and you kind of start to to hone in on that. You're getting closer and closer to like yeah. cuz what the thing that we all want, I think when we first move here is like you want a deal. You want that publishing deal. Yeah, that so was that my goal. Can, like for me, it wasn't the money. I I wanted the the money, the salary, although it's nothing it's not life-changing money. As, as we, <laughs> My we first know. deal, but definitely was not. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk about that too. But it's survival. But the, what I wanted, the reason I wanted a publishing deal is because I wanted the, the access. I wanted the calendar management. Yeah. I wanted to write with, you know, the people really doing it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Same. And, um, and like for me, it partially was, I wanted the, the money aspect too, yeah. just so I could do it full time and like right. really pour all of myself into it and not worry about having to walk 10 yeah. dogs a day, um, eventually, you know, and I, right. and I, that's part of it. Like I'm, I wouldn't trade one day that I wasn't writing full time because it yeah. prepared me for what I'm doing now. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it gave you the work ethic. Sounds. Exactly. I mean, it sounds like you already had a great work ethic, but paying dues is very important. Yeah. I wouldn't trade that. Yeah, you got to know what it costs, yeah. you know, to be here. It eventually, I guess, turns into your first deal, your first publishing deal. How does that, how yeah. did that happen? Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I was writing every day too. So, I was growing this catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably had like 150, 175 songs in it. Um at the point that this little break happened for me, um, I'd been dog sitting for a lot of country stars yeah. <laughs> and a couple of them, um, I, I got to know decently well and they knew I was a songwriter. Um, one of them was Caroline hobby and she's amazing. She has, she actually has a podcast too. Okay. Awesome. Um, and at the time she was in the group runaway June. Yeah. And so 
I, she just was so kind to me mm-hmm. for no reason. I like could give her nothing. Like she gained nothing by being kind to me, but she was. And, yeah. um, she introduced me to a lot of people and, um, listened to a lot of those songs in that catalog and oh wow, yeah. And helped me pick out ones that she thought were we're good. Worth a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I demoed a couple of those. And uh, and then Jennifer Wayne, who's also in Runaway June. Yep. She still is. Um, she kind of did the same thing for me. It just like took a special interest in wow. me, as, me as a person. And um, they both set up a bunch of publishing meetings for me that summer. And... I got a publishing deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I had probably 10 meetings that, you know, they passed on me or they like maybe set up one or two rights for me with someone on their roster two right. months out and then I got moved twice, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's like that, that weird thing where you, I call it like the publisher dance. Oh yeah. Where you're talking to publishers and you're like, do you, um, it feels like you're dating. Do you like me? Like, yeah. do I like, I don't know what's, what's happening here. <laughs> but, uh, and then, and then eventually one's like, all right, we want to offer you a deal. And it's like, oh, this yeah. is it. <laughs> this is the moment I've been waiting for. That was well said. It, yeah. it feels like you're dating a bunch of people that you're way more into than they are into you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what, what, where was your first deal? At a small company that doesn't even exist anymore, okay. but. Uh, it was called Catch This Music. Oh yeah. And I think I'm I think I met you Must and was writing there when the first couple times we wrote. Yeah, that that, that makes sense because it was um what was it? Jimmy Bell was over I think there? that was our mutual connection. I like yeah. I knew that Jimmy was friends with you and mm-hmm. I knew I loved your voice and oh, like just your artistry in yeah. general. I, and I still do. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. and, but that was like the first time I heard about Troy Cartwright <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> was from Jimmy. And, um, yeah. So Jimmy and I were there together. We were like kind of two of the, I think there were only three of us there yeah. still when it closed. And so when that, when that company closed, yeah. were you, was there any like shrapnel or were you free and clear to kind of go, go somewhere else? Um, More or less. I was way. free and clear to go. Okay. It ended in like kind of a messy fashion. Like sure. I was only a year and a couple months into the deal. Mm-hmm. So it ended, you know, hopefully your deal ends cleanly and like you get all the money that you were promised. Sure. For me, it was getting a phone call and they said, yeah, you're not getting a paycheck next month, even though you're supposed to for the next seven months. Sorry. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that was tough. that was pretty crappy. But yeah. um, it really all worked out beautifully. I'll make this part short, but I got that phone call two days before I got married. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> which the not timing, a stressful time at all. Yeah, the timing of that was wild. But actually, it was decent timing because I was so focused on the wedding and my husband and our honeymoon that a devastating phone call like that, um, was overshadowed by all the rest of the things and emotions I was feeling. So 
yeah. So um, we went on our honeymoon and I actually got a couple calls from publishers on my honeymoon. Um, That's sick. Yeah. At least wanting to meet. Yeah. Which is bizarre to me because I didn't have any cuts. Well, <laughs> at a raw somebody, talent, baby. <laughs> somebody was somebody was looking out for you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and I think our, I mean I remember the first time we wrote like you're um, you know you speak it speaks for itself. Oh, thanks. The, the talent and the 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 thing that always sticks out to me, um, when I write with you is you're always incredibly prepared. Yeah. With a great idea. I am prepared. It's good. <laughs> It's good. A lot Thanks. of people are not. That would actually be some of my that. advice is be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Yeah. A lot of people talk about the preparation. Yeah. Um, and it is important. But as you are probably aware, or maybe you're not aware, it's like there's preparation. There's also like working hard. Yeah. You're a very hard worker, but you also like have to have some sort of plan for like all right people write at 11 yeah what can i do with my other hours to like survive long enough to be able to write at 11 <laughs> yeah and like t to survive and i would also say like what can i do that's going to serve yeah what i have to do at 11 yeah not what i have to do what i want to do at 11 because that's what you want to be doing when you move here is you want to be writing at 11 with everyone else yeah so i i thought deeply about how to how the rest of my day could serve that yeah yeah i did not put that kind of thought into i should have that <laughs> might have saved me some time i just thought what if i what if i go to red door like every night? <laughs> that's another way to do it yeah um I, it, that's not the way i did it but that's i wouldn't recommend it but i did <laughs> i'm still here somehow so um but no, I met a I met a lot of people that way. I did absolutely. I did. And I moved here. I didn't move here right after college. I was a little bit. Yeah. I kind of did my first my first three or four years in Texas, and yeah, you know, came in it a different way. Was your next deal was that at Sony or? Yes. Okay. So I signed at Sony in 2018. Okay. That summer. Been going pretty good, huh? It's been. I don't know what year is it? It's 2023. Yeah. So it's been <laughs> it's been five years yeah. at Sony. And yeah, it's been such a great home for me. Yeah. I mean, it's had challenges for sure. I've had like three different publishers there. Yeah, a lot it's a of big big company. Yeah, a lot of turnover. And um I mean, just to be like up front to the first couple of years, like some gatekeeping at my own company too. That was, Oh yeah. That, that was hard. Yeah. Um, that was hard for me. I mean, now I feel like the team knows me and they believe in me and they see me and they're plugging me in Yeah, where, where it really fits and I'm seeing fruit. Um, mm -hmm. but it took a while for it to get there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It takes a while. I mean, it's hard. It's yeah. hard when people, when you're like, why am I not, you have all these huge writers that you're at this company, but they're not on my calendar. And it just takes a while to figure out like, oh, okay, I'm just probably not there yet. Yeah. And totally. I was trying to remember why would they want to write with me? Totally. If I don't have a good reason for that, yeah. then I shouldn't expect whether they're at my company or not, you know, I yeah. can't, I, it, it was, uh, you know, I've had di many different phases of my career, but yeah. when I first got signed to a record deal, it was like, 
I was getting in some big rooms. And yeah. I know, and now looking back, I'm like, oh, duh. Like I understand why that is now. And now some of those rooms are a little harder, but I yeah. I understand why that is. And you know, I'm yeah. I'm just I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> part of part of the process. That's right. Part of the journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so can we talk about Heart Like a Truck a little bit? Yeah. Um, so was it your first number one? Mm-hmm. First Congrats. number one. Thank you. Congrats. Um, how did you, uh, when did you write it? How did it come about? Like, tell me the story. So Lainey and I have been friends for a long time. Okay. Um, I met her two weeks after moving to Nashville. Oh, wow. And our friend, Stephen, he lived here for a while. He was, he was a mutual friend of ours okay. that is from my hometown um, but kind of fell into Lainey's friend group gotcha. while he was living here. Okay. And I, I think this was a God thing too. I mean, he, the timing was just weird. So he moved back to Waco. Yeah. And I moved to Nashville like a couple days later. Oh, um, so we were ships passing in the night and we yeah. got a drink together. And um, he said, you know, I think you would be friends with this girl named Lainey Wilson. Um, I'm going to give you her number. And so he gave me her cell and I reached out to her and we got coffee a couple weeks after I moved. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, Lainey and I still talk about that. She's like, I remember the earrings you were wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Like our, it was our first date and it went really well. Oh my God. And, um, we wrote a couple songs together after that. And, um, this was like kind of right after she moved out of her trailer. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so we, we've been friends for a long time and writing together for a long time. And, uh, it's been just pretty awesome to watch everything unfold the way that it has. Absolutely. Um, but there were, there was like a two year period when she had signed at Sony and I signed at Sony a couple months after that. And even though I'd written with her a good amount, um, she was kind of like that hot artist at Sony that like, like kind of what you were saying, like all the big dogs wanted to write with her. Oh yeah. And, um, so her calendar was just crazy. Yeah. You kind of get, you kind of get your, your home, the homies kind of get pushed out for a second. Yeah. 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 And like, but they, it always, it comes back. Well, like I, I used to be like during that time, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like I really love writing with Lainey. I love to yeah, write with Lainey. Yeah. And I watched the Lord just time that out perfectly. Like I don't think we would have written the right songs together yeah. if we had written that entire time. And um, so two years goes by um, and the first song we wrote two years after not having written a song together was with our friend Dallas Wilson. And we wrote, we wrote heart like a truck. And, um, when did y'all write it? Like what was this? 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what month it was like in the fall of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, um, I also remember like the day before that, right. I got canceled on and I, and I used to be like upset when that happened to me. Yeah. Now I'm like, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get a day Free to like, day. well, n- like I get a day to think in mm-hmm. my own head and be in my own head and sit at my piano and create. But, 
um, at that time, I was like, dang, I felt like I lost momentum or something, you know, when I got canceled on. Yeah, of course. But so that that day I was like, huh, I think I'm just going to like go on a walk or something. So I went on a walk at McCabe and was listening to music. And um, I thought of the hook heart like truck no on that way. walk. So it's like, thank God that I got canceled on, you know? Yeah. It's just funny how all those things are like a chain reaction. That's wild. Did you have, did you know what is, did you have the melody or did you just have the hook? I had the hook and I bet you had that melody figured out before you went to that right. Well, I wrote, I did write a chorus for it, but it was like an up tempo version of what mm -hmm. Heart Like a Truck could have been. And I played it for them and I was like, What do y'all what do y'all think of this idea and like this vibe for it? And Lainey said, I love the hook and I I like a lot of the lines, but I I think we could have more emotion, like a more emotional yeah. melody. And um, just kind of like, just be more honest with it. And I was like, all right, I'll go there with you. Yeah. And um, so Dallas started playing something. And then that's when the right vibe happened for it. That's awesome. And that's but, a great yeah. artist, too, to say, hey, this is like <laughs> close, yeah. but let's let's tweak and let's make it perfect. Absolutely. Um, did you know, like when you that day whenever you got the demo back were you like ah this is a this is a monster no, no. i mean we knew it was good yeah we knew it was good but i because you don't write a song like that you know every day yeah we knew it was good and we knew laney made it very obvious that she loved it yeah um and like she, it made her very emotional. I remember like when she heard it for the first time, mm. she FaceTimed Dallas and was crying Aww. and it was so sweet. And yeah. um, so we knew it was a special song to her, but like her debut record hadn't come out yet. Like things a man ought to know hadn't been a hit yet. Right. Um. So there was still like, it was like, is this a Laney song? Like we don't really know what a Laney hit sounds like yet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it's it was just like God's timing in all of that. Yeah. That it ended up being a fit for her. I don't remember exactly when it came out, the song itself. Uh May twenty twenty two. Okay, so it was it's a while. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda <laughs> had to wait. Yeah. I'm remembering now because I I knew somebody that was was in her camp and he was like, She's got this song coming out. And he was like, Troy. Oh. It's a hammer. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so, okay, so I love it. Yeah. So, um, when that song came out, like it was, it was a feature, it was like the single, right? Or am I making that up? Yes. Okay. Um, which is what you want, but like, right. But that rarely happens. I now. know it does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's why Laney. So, we wrote it in 2020 and Laney cut it like spring of 2021. Okay. So it was in the world for a while. And yeah. I knew early on because she had told me and other people had told me like, hey, it's going to be my next single. And I wanted to believe that so much, but it's just when, when you hear that a year before that's the case. It takes a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah. I just had to like live with that information in the back of my mind. Yeah. And like, and how many times have you had your, your hopes, your hopes shattered? Several, you know? <laughs> uh, several, Same. which is also character building. Yes, it is. What did it feel like, like when it came out? And then to me, 
you know, I, I probably wasn't watching as closely as you were, but to me it came out and it was just like, it never stopped. Was that, <laughs> was that how you felt or was it, did it, were there some moments there where you were worried about it or whatever? I don't know. Or do you not look that closely? You know, I didn't look as closely as I thought I was going to. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, since I was writing every day and like, like we were talking about earlier, like I am preparation queen to a fault sometimes yeah. <laughs> too. It's like, I, obviously I was paying attention out of one eye, but like, I, I really like my eyes, my blinders were on and I was thinking yeah, about like good. what I'm, what I'm writing next and like the other artists I'm excited about too. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and that actually kind of helped me stay sane too, because I don't, having a, having a single go to radio is so exciting, but it also is such an emotional journey if you let it be mm -hmm. that. And I didn't, I wanted to protect my emotions a little bit, I guess. No, yeah. And like be excited when I had something to be excited about. Sure, yeah. You cross you know? certain, certain milestones or whatever, but. Yeah, I will say like the the moment I was nervous was the day before it was official on Media Base because um, Bailey Zimmerman, Rock in a Hard Place. Gotcha. Was happening all at the same time and like. I mean, it it was it was close, freaking close. Yeah. And I have a hilarious memory about that. I mean, memory. It was like it was like not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I pictured in my mind like, oh, cool. Like when I have my first number one someday, I'm gonna wake up in my house and wake up next to my husband, and we're probably gonna go have a fun breakfast. And yeah, it's gonna be this, and I'm gonna feel this. Well, no, I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota playing a corporate show <laughs> with uh, Cameron Bedell and Nick Wayne. And um, I i mean, no one in my family or close circle was around. I was like, I literally woke up in a hotel room in Minneapolis hungover. <laughs> and I was like, yay, or like a truck is number oh one. Oh my God. And I'm sitting on the bathroom floor going, why did I drink so much bourbon last night? <laughs> but um, Well, you were celebrating. Oh, I was like the most hungover happy woman of all time. Oh my God. <laughs> That's incredible. But that was the only time I was nervous. And that's why I was hungover too, because you were nervous. I was nervous. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and we had all these random people at the show that were just buying us free drinks. And me and Cameron and Nick just yeah. had the time of our lives. I love it. I love it. Well, that's probably the best thing you could have done. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, to keep your mind off of it. Yeah. I know that you haven't probably had that much time away from it or perspective, but I ask a lot of people like how it, felt. Yeah. How did it make you feel? I would say for me right now, yeah. It was almost pure relief. Yeah. Um I haven't had a fear element really creep in, mm -hmm. thankfully, which is also surprising because I that is absolutely a sin nature of mine is to be fearful. Sure. Um but I haven't felt fear surrounding that. Um but it did feel like a a sigh of relief. When I look, I woke up and looked at my phone and I saw that it was number one. Yeah. And because since I was a little kid, I mean, I started writing songs when I was seven and it just, I just felt 
the culmination of all of those mm-hmm. efforts and moments and yeses and nos um exhale from my lungs <laughs> yeah. when I looked at that phone. Yeah. That's um, so special. Yeah. And and I cried and and I called my mom and I called my husband. Yeah. And um yeah. It also doesn't feel like an I've arrived moment either. Like it feels like a sigh of relief, but it also feels like I have so much work that I have left to do and I and I want to do and I'm lucky to get to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, um, Mark Beeson on here Yeah, and he said, I forget exactly how he phrased it a lot more eloquently than I'm about to, but he's like, <laughs> the, basically the gist of it was like, the number one isn't for that song. Hmm. The number one is a representation of the, the 15 years of yes. work. Yeah. You know, that's just like a, that's exactly how I feel. That's the, that's the cherry on top, you know, yeah. it's the accolade, but. The accolade is beneath the accolade is just years of, like you said, nose and, you know, heartbreak and all the stuff that goes into it that makes you, that makes the songs good, you know? Yeah. And I'm, and I wouldn't trade any of it. I'm so thankful for all of it because it's what has formed me into the person I am now that could write a song like Heart Like a Truck. That's right. So it's a real song. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I would say relief. We'll see if the fear sets in later. I, I didn't hope, mean to like plant I hope that it seed doesn't. for you. I didn't mean to. Well, it no, like but that. that's what I've heard from from most songwriters, like is that exact sentiment. Mm. Um, I think part of it too for me is I like, I guess I'm not completely fearful about what comes next because I've worked really hard to form like real relationships with the artists that I love. Yeah. So there's some loyalty there too. It's like, I'm I'm not worried about them ditching me and never cutting another song of mine again. You know, it's like, like I already see what's in the pipeline and what I have to be excited about. And like, so I think that probably calms some of that that could creep in. Yeah. Yeah. You got a nice like a moat. Yeah, you know? a moat. <laughs> yeah, you got you got some things that that are protected, you know. Yeah. From from uh from other people or whatever. Um <laughs> I think sorry, I'm dwelling here, but like the last thing I would say is the reason I don't feel fear is because I've also realized the longer I've done this, how little control I have. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm in control of is showing up every day with a good attitude and a good song idea and writing it the best I possibly could and being kind to the people in the room with me. And that's it. And that's really like truly it. I like, I have no control over anything else that happens. And yeah. so I've learned how much bigger all of this is than me. And that is such a, just a relief to my soul. Like I, it's freedom, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that I think that is like stops fear from creeping in when you like are surrendered to the process. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, we have no control. It, we basically very little. You know, do the best you can in the room. Yeah. Maybe you tweak it if you need to, but that's it's about it. You yeah. know. Somebody else has got to like it after that. Yeah. Which is hard. I'm yeah. a control freak, so I really hate that part. Yeah. 
But the longer you do it, the hopefully, like if you're leaning into the right things, <laughs> you mentally just become a stronger, healthier person. A- absolutely. After yeah. going through trials and tribulations, because there will be some if you haven't experienced it yet. No doubt. Yep. Um, it's the people. It's the people you're with that keep that keep you sane. A hundred percent. You know. Um did you uh do you worry like not worry, but do you do you focus? Um some people are are very um disciplined about like this is my brand as a songwriter and some people are very like i don't know man i just show up and write the best song that i can do you think about it in those terms at all or Um, maybe a little bit yeah i mean i revisiting something we talked about i was an entrepreneurship major and my dad was an entrepreneur i like i was that kid that always had like some little business going or like I abs- my mind absolutely works that way. Yeah. Um, but I, I think my the only brand that I've been intentional about building, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. um, is just not being pigeonholed into, oh, Tranny only writes female songs that sound like this. Yeah. You know, and and that's I think a little more challenging for a female writer than a male writer mm. in some regards. Um, cause I, I remember initially, uh, getting signed to a publishing deal and like the ar- artist opportunities that were thrown at me were all this 16 year old, yeah. um, female artist. And it was like, well, yeah, great. I believe in her, but also that's not all I write. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm not just this. So it's been important to me to build my brand in a way where I'm seen as a writer first and um, my gender and the cuts that I have are seen second. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. And, and I've done that a couple ways, like being really intentional about getting like casting a wide net with the, the artists that I'm writing with or the types of songs that, I'm writing if it's not with an artist. Right. Um, and then also golf has been really helpful to me. I like that yeah. has become part of my brand. Cause I didn't realize how helpful that is to me to like get to know guys, honestly, no doubt. Um, like I've gotten a ton of co-writes and new, really genuine, great friendships by playing golf with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to pull more women into that too. I'm yeah. Like constantly going to the range with whoever. Yeah, who wants to learn to play golf and I'm just fortunate that I grew up playing and that it's You pretty lights out. <laughs> um you pushed me around out there a couple times. I remember. <laughs> um but yeah, like having a hobby, having a thing that you can draw people into is so important. I was always like felt at a disadvantage when I moved to town because I like wasn't from Georgia, (laughs) which (laughs) felt like a liability for some reason. Oh my gosh. You know, I wasn't like a huge, like I went to a music college, so I was not like a huge, like a, like college football fan. Like I like, I I love college football, but I I don't have like a team, you know? I mean, I kind of root for Baylor nominally because of my family. Yeah. Um, Which thank you for that. Yeah. We need all the help we can get here. Yeah. It's been, it's been, been a rough couple of years, but (laughs) Um, 
yeah so it's it's hard you know you just kind of gotta where you can find find a way to spend time with people that's absolutely you know for me it was red door for you it was golf you know i mean whatever it takes (laughs) yeah yeah to to answer your question on the brand Mm -hmm. that's really like what i focused on was just like casting the wide net and not being pigeonholed and i think in moments i have been but now like you can look at the cuts i've had and there's not really a way to pigeonhole me right um it's 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 a wide net yeah yeah um what kind of if you were starting over tomorrow, moving to town, 20, 22 years old, whatever, what would you, what's like something you would make sure that you told yourself to do? Just chill out a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the ride. Um, yeah. I would, I would say that, especially for like my first couple years. And I, and I also think that's just part of being in your twenties and um, like, I just, I turned 30 last year. Yeah. So I'm freshly out of my twenties and like looking back on my twenties, there were just some moments that were too much of a roller coaster and it didn't have to be that way. Mm. You know, um, I've just learned in, in my old age that, (laughs) um, that things just work out the way they're supposed to. And like any feeling of discomfort or sadness, that it might last a couple weeks, but you're going to have a really good day in three weeks and yeah. it's going to be worth any of the discomfort you had. Um, and then to speak to that too, you don't want to get too high on any of that either. You just kind of, sure. that's, that's why I like what I always tell people when they first move to town and we get coffee. I, I think that the key to life is really just to like, be healthy emotionally, be healthy physically, work out, eat decent food. Some meditation, you know. Some meditation. I'm so serious. Like yeah. those are the things I would tell them and like surround yourself with people that um, are life-giving to you and don't – make sure you feel happy, happier walking away from – getting drinks with somebody than like feeling yeah. self-conscious about who you are or like mm-hmm. or whatever, it, whatever the negative thing could be. Um, if you're it's, doing all of those things, like everything in your life is going to play out. It will. Yeah. Your, your crew that you surround you with, that you surround yourself with, like is everything. Absolutely. It's important, you know, and, and being happy is important. Being like a good, like you said, a well-rounded person that exercises and, <laughs> Maybe has a, a semblance of a morning routine. I, all of those oh, things. Oh, I'm big you know? on the morning routine. <laughs> big on the morning routine because yeah. what we do is a marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think anybody moving here and going, okay, like I'm just thinking about the next two weeks and like what that's going to look like, and I'm going to cram it all in there and like try to conquer the world in yeah. six months. No, it doesn't work that way. Mm-mm. It does not work that way. So I would think long term and just like one day at a time, just take care of who you are and what is going to keep you good for the marathon. Yeah. Um, we talk about, we talked about on here before, like making sure that whatever the thing is that you're doing is 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 being done in a way that 
you feel that you can sustain for a long time. Yes. Because it's easy to, oh, I'm going to write three times a day for, for the next three weeks or whatever, but you'll, you'll, you'll burn out like, or you'll be bad. Like there's, you got to find ways, find the thing that you love to do and find a way to do that thing that, um, you can do day after day, hopefully for years and years and years. Yeah. And everybody's a little different, but I think if you make your priority figuring out and dialing, figuring that out and dialing it in to where it is sustainable, you're going to have a career in Music City. Like That's you, right. You will. That's it. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, thank you so much yeah. for being here. I'm very honored that you're here. Me and, too. Um, I'm, I feel like there's so much that we didn't get to. So <laughs> another time. It, it's always that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we covered some good stuff. We covered though. some good stuff. So yeah, I appreciate you. And I'm so I'm so happy for you and your Thanks, first Troy. number one. And uh, Thanks, Troy. I'm, I'm happy I'm for you. For you. Thank you. Thanks. I'm excited um, about this podcast. Yeah, me too. All right. That's it. That's the pod. See you later. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of 10-Year Town. We're doing a Q&A episode at the end of the month. So if you have a question for us, go to 10yeartown.com and click on the Q&A button to submit your questions. We also drop new interview clips throughout the week on all our social channels. So follow 10-Year Town on TikTok Instagram, YouTube, etc. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple and Spotify podcasts to get all new episodes every Tuesday. We'll see you next week.